Jesus said this to the disciples, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Some branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. But if you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. This, my friends, is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So, uh, last spring, I got back from a, my a vacation our family had taken, and it was great to get back to the office, and I got behind my desk and turned on the computer, and like magic, bleak, the screen came on with this beautiful country scene. It always has a nice country scene. I don't know where they come from, but I enjoy looking at them. And uh, I thought, well, that's great. It's, we're ready to go. So then I kind of moved the, the cursor and blinked on, uh, clicked it on email. And the little country scene just stared back at me, kind of mocking me a little bit. It's like, who do you think you are? So I clicked six or seven or eight times, frantically, because that ought to work. And uh, it just stared at me. So I jumped up from my chair, ran down the hall, got my beloved friend, our business administrator, Ray Patterson, who had rescued me countless times from my lack of computer skills, and said, Ray, it's not working. He came down, sat at my desk, looked at the screen, pushed a couple of buttons, and if you knew Ray, you're ready for this next scene. He looked up at me and smiled. He took three steps to the left and plugged the modem in. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, there was the email. The computer was perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with anything. It just needed to be plugged in. Um, you know, people are like that in their spiritual lives. We, too, need to get plugged in. That's why I think Jesus um, shares these words with his disciples. In the 15th chapter of John, they're in the upper room. This is the last time they're going to be together before the crucifixion. And Jesus is going to be taken away from them physically. But while he's in that upper room, he, he kind of shares this image with him of a, of a relationship, of a, of a branch that he is and a vine, uh, a vine that he is and a branch that they are, because he's trying to say, you're not going to have me in your physical presence anymore for your strength and your courage, but you're going to have to find new ways to get connected with me because I'll always be with you but you're going to have to be connected in new ways. And, and this was that fine branch kind of image Jesus wanted. But I think he also shared that image to share one of the greatest truths that Jesus came to teach, in my opinion. 
and that is this truth, that our relationship to God is based on an intimate, intimate relationship. That faith is not simply uh, an intellectual activity of thinking. And for sure, he, he helped them know that their faith could not simply be based on making the proper offerings and legalistically following rules to somehow or another placate an angry deity that they thought was horribly displeased with them. No, he wanted to teach his disciples that their faith was a relationship and that in any relationship, you've got to stay connected. Um, he was telling them this, that the power of God comes from God, it goes through us, and then goes out from us into the world and the fruits of goodness and righteousness we can produce. None of that is what we do. It simply passes through us from God. And I got to thinking about what does it mean to be connected to God? What kind of fruits can it produce? And I just jotted down three or four. I'll bet we could all come up with a much longer list. But let me share these with you and see if you don't agree. First of all, I thought when we are connected to God, we live with a sense of pardon in our life because we quickly discover that Christians are not perfect people, but we are pardoned people. And remembering that, then we can look into the world and realize that everybody else in this world is also not perfect. They're not going to always do what they're supposed to do. But when that happens, we have the power to pardon them because we have received the gift of pardon. He said that in the prayer he taught us to forgive us as we forgive others. Isn't it great to know that we have the power to forgive that comes from God and that we can live then a life uh, of pardoning love in this world? A, a second gift I got to thinking of, and I just tick these off real, real, real quick, uh, is, a, is a sense of purpose. You know, when we are connected to God, when we're in that, that vine connected to the branch and we are receiving God's strength and power in our lives. We live with a sense, a sense of purpose. And without being connected to God, I am convinced that most of us, running without God's power quickly, quickly can become apathetic. And I'm reminded of a story I read years ago. This teacher in school was asking one of her students that didn't always pay a lot of attention. None of you like that, I'm sure. Uh, some of us were. And, uh, and she asked this student, what is your definition of apathy? And the student went, huh, huh, huh. I don't know. I don't care. You got it right. <laughs> you, ever, you ever say those words? You ever hear those words? Every time we hear the phrase, I don't know, I don't care. That person, I believe, is spiritually disconnected. They're not plugged in. They're just not plugged in. But if 
we live plugged into God, it doesn't mean that life's going to be easy. But it means this, that with God's sense of purpose in our life, we can live with a sense that life is excitingly and redemptively possible every day. The third thing I ticked off was that if we're plugged into God, into the, into the Jesus branch, vine, we, we, can, we can live with a sense of peace in our lives. It's a peace that the world cannot give and the world cannot take away. You ever image this, that every morning you and I wake up and we have an emotional cup and we're going to fill it either with the stress of life or with the strength of God. Now, there are a lot of people, I think, that get up every morning and pour themselves a very strong cup of stress. You know why? Because stress is horribly addictive. The more stress you pour into your life, the more you crave it, and the more you create it. You just can't seem to live without it. But if we are plugged in to the vine, to Jesus, he offers us a far better product than stress. He said, my peace I give to you. Every day, friends, you and I decide how we're going to fill our cup. How are we going to fill our cup? And the, the fourth thing I clicked off, and, and that is that when we, when we are plugged in, we, uh, we have power. We are able to do things we didn't know we were able to do. Now, a lot of us go, oh, I can do that. And many of us live with this strange notion that all the talents and abilities we have, we somehow have created. Nothing could be further from the truth. Every talent and ability you have is a gift from God. You cannot create a talent or an ability. You can simply cultivate it. All you can do is cultivate it. You ever hear someone say, after doing something really maybe profoundly good or you know, surprise them, they'd say this, I didn't know I had it in me. I have a little secret for them. You didn't. It came from God. It passed through you, and it went out to become a blessing for other people. When we're plugged in, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So how do you get plugged in, you might want to say? Well, first of all, I think we all have to admit that from time to time, we can get unplugged. Sometimes we do it, sometimes we don't know where it came from, but it just happens, kind of like my modem. It's just unplugged from the wall, and nothing's going to be happening in your life. But here's the good news. God's always there. The power is always available. All you have to do is get plugged into it. That's what our, uh, our emphasis this next month is all about, in my opinion, getting plugged in. I guess that's why I chose the text 
And if you don't have one of these, you need to go in the back and pick it up. Or if you're like some of us, you may have picked it up and it didn't quite make its way home with you. So they are back there, and we want you to have one. So one of the steps you can take, and you find it on that first flap, it's part of our mission statement, is living in Christ. And living in Christ means that we develop a personal relationship with Jesus through prayer, study, and life in the gospel, in home and family. How do you do it? Well, it's not that complicated. One, we're, we're plugged in. If you and I make a commitment to be in worship, to be in worship, not occasionally, kind of when you feel like it, but to be in worship on a regular, committed basis. Another way to stay plugged in is when you commit to daily prayer and Bible study. And to me, when you make a commitment to daily prayer and Bible study, if you're like me, you're going to need a guide or an aid. And so I suggest the devotional book like The Upper Room. You know why The Upper Room is so valuable? It becomes your accountability partner. Because on Tuesday of next week, you can look and go, oh, I didn't do any devotions on Monday, because you'll see that page is unread. And you'll know it, and it'll remind you of it. You know what? It's okay. Just keep going. Just keep going. Your accountability partner will uh, will just encourage you to stay with it. We can stay plugged in in so many other ways. They're, they're all listed here. I'm not going to read them. But there's just so many ways to just in your personal life. And that's one of the steps, living in Christ. If we take these personal steps, we're going to be plugged in. And we're going to be able to produce those fruits that Jesus told us. You know what some of those fruits are? Well, the Bible calls them this, love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and gentleness and kindness and faithfulness and self-control. Those are the fruit of the Spirit. But you know what? That's not an exhaustive list. You and I could add to that list those God-given virtues that are available and they're always available to all of us, not just to some of us. But guess what? A wise man once told me this, and I've never forgotten it, at the very beginning of my ministry. Are you ready for this? It's something worth taking home. You cannot give what you do not have. And if you don't have those gifts that I just talked about to share with other people in your life, you can have them. You know how? Plug in. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for always being there, for being that true vine that we can be connected to, and that you never fail or disappoint us. Your, your power, your purpose, your, your peace, all the gifts of life flow from you to us and produce fruits of righteousness in this world. Help us to produce those fruits of righteousness every day. Keep us plugged in to your grace that is always sufficient for every need. Bless these gifts now as we share with you out of the generosity and thankfulness of our lives. Amen.